Ooh, what's up, party people? Welcome back. To the... ah! Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Ryan Sullivan Show podcast, live on Spotify, streaming at the same time on TikTok. So I will try, if you're listening to the podcast, to read out any questions that accompany um, the podcast. Uh, I'll I'll read them out loud. But in any case, October fourteenth. 2022 episode 59 of the ryan sullivan show podcast we're so happy you're with us um beautiful day here in montreal as we settle in for the long hard chill dude oh dude i wish fall was longer than three weeks i wish fall was longer than three three weeks bro because we go from shorts to parkas here in montreal real quick um but yeah you know seasonality um both in personal life and in like physical in physical environment as well so welcome back to um the podcast episode 59 um yeah it's kind of crazy actually the this i think this is the first time in my life that like i've left a job and given a shit about the job i'm leaving it's kind of interesting um cuz typically in the past i've like i've just not cut and run, but it's been more of like, I've had enough, you know? And then like you put in your notice and you can't wait to get the hell out of there. But like finishing strong at an employer is, uh, is a tough thing to do. I, it's not something people often do um, because you check out, you know what I mean? And, uh, and so, yeah, finishing strong, it's tough. It's tough, especially when you're onboarding. Like I hired somebody and then had to onboard that uh, off, like onboard them while I'm offboarding myself. So many boards going on, bro. Boards of Canada. Are they DJs? Remember boards of Canada? Yeah, they were DJ. They are, were whatever DJs. Who are the best Canadian DJs? Let's get the chat fired up if you're just tuning in. This is the Ryan Sullivan Show podcast um, that I'm also streaming live on TikTok at the same time. Because why not get two birds stoned at once? Um, and that's how we run it. That's how we run it on the channel. So um, what? It, it's funny. I had to explain this podcast. I had like a first day because like I'm I'm in between jobs, but have have the new one. But today was today. This week was the like the meet and greet luncheon um, at the new job and uh, macaroni was good, bro. Um, and uh and so i i pulled up and <laughs> as you may know i'm not shy with my phone um and some people really hate it and occasionally like someone will like whoosh, like someone will be pissed that i'm like that i'm so quick to pull out my phone but like don't invite me then bro don't invite me but i try to be respectful if i can tell it makes somebody uncomfortable i won't do it or if it's like a funeral you know what i'm saying like i'm <laughs> I'm not like in my stories, like, yo, dead lokes. But, um, but yeah, I, I thought I would do like a ride along at, uh, at my first like meet and greet lunch for social media. Cause I'm the new marketing manager at this Montreal startup. It's a tech startup. It's called stay 22. If you're curious. And, uh, and so that was kind of interesting. Well, it was dope to meet the new team and they're like, they're ready for some fresh blood and, and all of them like need, cause it's a pretty well-established startup. It's nine years old and, um, a track shout out to a track true boards of Canada, a track, a track is like maybe the goaded a tracks more legendary 
than I don't know Kate Trinata, if you ask me, in terms of like reputation. Uh, anyway, I will try to speak just to my podcast <laughs> and then filter in questions where appropriate from the TikTok live. But uh, yeah, it's interesting um, getting to a place in your career where you're not job hopping. You know what I'm saying? It's it's kind of weird. It's kind of new to me to tell you the truth. I've always just kind of like. And I, I'm a I'm a long term ripper, you know. I shred gnar with my employers. Like I usually stick around like three four years. Now I haven't had that many, you know. If you do the math, and you're like, well, he's, he can't be that old, and I'm not. But um, I've had like three four legit jobs in my like marketing career. This will be the fourth. But uh, yeah, it's interesting when you like give a shit when you give a shit, it's interesting, man. And, uh, well, cause where I'm, where I'm leaving, I was first man in, they had outsourced all of their marketing activities, um, completely to consultants and agencies, which is chichoing, dude. It's like hell expensive, but I was first man in and, and to, to build an in-house marketing team. I feel like I can talk about this now because I don't work there anymore. Uh, not that there's any shade. In fact, I'm extremely grateful. Like, so this agency that I worked for, they had three e-commerce brands, uh, Montreal Weights, Ascend Fitness, and Maddle Boards, two home gym equipment brands, and one paddleboard brand. All e-commerce, all direct to consumer, and fascinating to see like how a successful startup, like start, like successful startup, like those ha- those two don't often go together or hand in hand, but seeing that kind of cash flow in terms of an operation standpoint, yet how fragile it was at the same time was always amazing. Um, and the power of email marketing, the power of paid adver- paid advertising is, is, is the revenue generator. Um, you know, it's probably, it's a solid, it's a solid 50% email is 30%. And the other 10 is, you know, like sort of referral and, and, um, special events and influencer marketing and PR. Uh, (laughs) and uh, actually that's not true because the most fascinating part of digital marketing and e-commerce is CRO. I can't believe how, much of an impact moving a button two pixels to the right. And all this is split tested. All this is tracked and seeing how people behave and through like tracking software that you can integrate through, you know, the various Shopify's like you can watch people's behavior. It's like really funny and like big brother, but there's like, there's behavioral tracking software for e-commerce where you watch someone's mouse, like, go around the page. And like one of our brands was a paddleboard brand. And so like there's babes, there's babes on the page and like watching people's sessions, like scrolling, you can tell they're looking for bikini pics. You know what I'm saying? And then watching them go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth between like two bikini pics for like three minutes. And it, of course it's anonymous. You don't, <laughs> you don't know anything more than the recorded session, but you're just like a uh, guy. <laughs> creeping you're fucking up the cro dude but conversion rate optimization is a fascinating part of e-commerce it never ceased to amaze me oh like 
making the add to cart button sticky so that it stays on the page, like making that full bond, bringing that down, bringing, bringing tech specs of the product up, putting reviews higher on the page and, and, and seeing like, Oh, making that button red brought in 23 grand. You know what I mean? In the month wild. So anyways, I'm really grateful for that experience. And if you ever get, offered a job in e-commerce it's really powerful for your resume because that's how that's how most of us make our purchases these days and getting a behind the curtain of that uh has been has been tremendous um but yeah long story short just something came along um that was a better fit uh for me but um yeah man montreal has a has a crazy has a crazy startup culture. It's really impressive um, because there's a lot of, it's just different than other, well, maybe not different, but I, I suppose I speak from my experience, but places like Calgary or Toronto or Vancouver, where there is a lot of bankroll and situations, you know, there is startup culture in other cities. I just haven't really experienced it. And it's savage. There's a lot of competition. Um, but it, it, uh, yeah, there's not a lot of, I don't know, there, it's, it's sort of, I don't know, it's different here. Like, um, Calgary has oil, oil and gas money, TO has finance, and Vancouver kind of has finance and import export. And this is what ends up paying for like most businesses, like if you're a marketer, and depends what market you're in. And that's kind of why I like Montreal is there's like a nice mix of tech and fashion. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, it's been bizarre uh, moving from uh, like like giving a shit, <laughs> giving a shit when leaving a job, um, and and being sincere. Like I've always in in my previous two big career like big career moves, um, I've like I've done a good job to finish off, but I haven't like it wasn't sincere. It was it was fake. Um, but uh, yeah, like when I started at this e-com shop a year and a half ago, um, I was first man in for the marketing department and I leave behind a team of four. And so uh, it's a pretty it's a pretty cool thing to to go into like a sort of dare I say, like a leadership role in career um, as opposed to just like filling a seat. Because there comes that time in your career where you do you know, an opportunity presents itself where, you know, are you going to do you want to do you want to lead or do you want to continue to fill a seat? And both are fine. I've worked with plenty of people who do who who do both um, and both are fine. Um, questions TikTok, ton avis sur ton dernier drop de la marque officielle de Montréal? Je comprends pas, Big. La marque officielle, je la connais, mais je sais pas de quoi tu parles. Um, officielle, the clothing brand? Anyway, so back to the podcast. Because, um, yeah, if you're jumping in and out on TikTok, you probably are like, what's he talking about? <laughs> well, I'm doing a podcast. Um, it's on Spotify. This is episode 59. And if you want to start a podcast, do it. It's easy. It's free. Go to Anchor by Spotify and just start talking about shit like I do. I like talking about shit, though. I like sales, man. I like getting people stoked about stuff. And that goes back to like when I was 19, 20 years old selling people shoes. 
You know what I'm saying? Like that's where my salesmanship comes from. But then there comes a day when you're like, okay, well, I can't work retail my whole life. But my my foray into like my career went like this. Like I like I was a skateboarder. I liked sneakers and I worked retail. And then I uh, I want I liked getting people stoked about something, as you guys probably can tell. <laughs> I like getting people stoked about something, whether it's legal software, underground mine planning software, home gym equipment, paddle boards. Now we're going into like accommodation widgets for email marketing. I like I like getting people stoked, man. Um, and, and I don't mind how niche it is. Yeah, of course I'd be like to be the marketing director of Nike Canada, but like who gets that job, who gets that job, bro. And it's, and also it's fine for your passions and your job to be separate. Some people do get to have that and I'm hyped for you. Some people get that and it ruins their passion. You see what I'm saying? Because like, just because you like shoes doesn't mean you should work for Vans Canada. Do you know what I'm saying? Montreal has a lot of, there's a, there's a few brands that are like based here in Montreal. And like, I've had friends who like get totally turned off from their passions because they end up getting jobs in that field. And then the job sucks. So if you're out there being like, yo, I don't do what I love, you know, that's okay, bro. That's okay. You don't have to, you have to find your love. You have to find your joy. Like, yo, I'm getting, I'm getting Morgan Freeman on it. You got to find your joy each day, bro. It's in the experiences you have with the people that you meet and who knows what can happen, but like, yo, no one's going to make it like poof. Like, and I would like to be some like hype Lord, you know, guy marketing guy, but like who's giving that to you? Nobody. Anyway. Um, so yeah, like I sold shoes and I, I got people stoked, but a, an extension of that was like, this was back before Tumblr was like, or Tumblr era, you know, a decade, 12 years ago was like, Shops had blogs, like stores and brands had blogs. And that's how you stayed up on like drop info was blogs this is before I beast and shit. Um, but the stores had blogs uh, and would post pictures of new stuff that would come in, blah, blah, blah. And I, and I found an interest in copywriting. And that was kind of the first seed of like into marketing because from copywriting into sort of like, oh, I like advertising. And then you know, open, broaden the, the scope um, and did a bit of school, but I hated school and it means absolutely nothing to what I do. And I don't think it is something that you need to do fake till you make it, bro. But you do have to build a portfolio. I think a portfolio can replace educational history, history if you have a dank portfolio, but there's plenty of services for that. I used Canva most recently and that's what sealed the deal. I felt like the, the, the opportunity that I really wanted. I, I waited. I don't, I don't just throw that shit. You gotta be strategic. You know what I'm saying? Like one of the most powerful things when I was a salesman, like selling clothes and broke as shit, like my money never left these stores that I worked at. Cause I just, dude, when you're looking at gear all day, you convince yourself you need everything, you know? But, uh, I lost my train of thought. Yo, I'm, I'm such a thought, bro. But yeah, um, writing copy, getting people stoked on stuff, um, and you don't have your work. Your job doesn't have to be your passion. It's okay. But anyway, um, yeah, portfolio. That's where it was. 
having a portfolio um, and just like tr trickle it in there. So yeah, this opportunity that I wanted, but being strategic. Oh yeah, here's where I was. When I worked retail, the most powerful tool to keeping a client and making a big sale and raking in that commission was telling people the truth, which was because we had regulars and there was people that would come see me at these streetwear stores, like to, to, for, to ask me what they should get, you know, like we were, we were homies, you know, we would go to bars on the weekend and see that they're like, ah, dope. you got that actual pain t-shirt, like sick. I like it. Um, and, uh, but telling people that there wasn't something for them today was so powerful because they would come, people would come, the homies would come in every two weeks with their paycheck. Be like, yo, I got two, three, 400. Like, so what's new? What do I need? And oftentimes there was something like, of course, but the times that I was like, man, Jeff or Christy, you know what? Like, actually, like, this is okay. That pair of shoes is all right. But like, I'm not hyped on anything for you. Not, not this week. I'm not hyped on anything for you this week. And they'd be so, but, oh, really? Yeah, no, no, man, not today for real. Like, I want you, I want you to sit, I want you to keep it for the next thing. And then what's the next thing? Well, and then hook, you know what I'm saying? You do a little, you do a little push and then you can pull even harder. And then, and it's not lying. It's not lying. I was actually, I'm not bullshitting. I'm sincere. Nah, not sorry, Jeff. There's nothing for you today, man. Like I'm not feeling anything. Oh, they'd leave sad. But yo, come back next Friday because we're getting some Nikes this week or whatever the hell, you know. There's some new WSC jeans coming. Remember <laughs> that era? WSC. Where the hell are those Swedes? <laughs> um, but then do you think, you know, what if I were to say, sorry, you know, sorry, Rico, there's nothing here for you today, but we're getting some like Nike free run twos this week. And I think you're really going to like the blue ones. Like I'll put the nine aside for you. You think that dude bought them the next time he came in? Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, the power of like, I mean, that's face to face marketing and sales, but uh, yeah, I used to love getting people excited about something and, and, and engaging them about something, you know, and finding out what they like and getting them hyped on it. Because then they start walking around a little taller. And it's the same thing with marketing. It's the same thing with every job I've ever had. Um, it's it's just bringing that to the table. And we all have that within ourselves. We all have that something to offer that makes us unique, that other people find attractive. There is something within you that people think is dope. It's already there. You don't have to go get it. You don't have to go get it. It's already there. It's just a matter of getting rid of all the bullshit, all the ego, all the insecurity so that that can come out and somebody can see it and be like, oh, shit, me too, essentially. I'm like that, too. I feel that, too. I appreciate that, too. Or inversely, like, yo, I actually don't. I hear you, but I actually don't feel that way. But that's dope, too. And that's whether it's sales, whether it's relationships, whether it's intimacy, whether it's work, whether it's all of it, man. Um. So in a way, like it's, it's that drip Lord inside all of us, you know what I'm saying? And that's like, that's what, um, sort of circling back to where I started with this, like, that's, what's a cool thing to leave in a, in a workplace as I tr transition into a new employer and to feel that excitement that I'm about to bring that somewhere else is so dope, dude. It's cool. 
Because your boy, I'm willy-nilly. I'm silly goose and stuff. But, like, I have a story, bro. We all do. Like, we all have tremendous struggles. I know. God did. God did. And I can talk about that, too. But um, some on some real, real, I can go, I can go deeper than you might think, my bros. But, um, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's an easy thing to hear, like that, like, oh, the thing that you have to offer people in this world and your employer and your significant other and your friends is already there. It's not something that you have to go get and prove. It's already chilling inside of you. It's just a matter of, uh, of you know, dealing with one's ego and like, yo, we all we all have the insecurity. We all have plenty of reasons to say no and to keep that suppressed. Um, and I'm not unique to that. I absolutely do, bro. I'm scared of shit all the time, you know, scared of shit all the time. Um, but, uh, but yeah, the, it's a muscle. It's like a, it's, it's just like a muscle in that you have to work it out for it to get stronger. And it's the same thing with authenticity it's which is strange. It's kind of a, a a contradiction. It sounds sort of contradictory, doesn't it? But um, but yeah, uh, it's one of those. And you know, you've had those moments in life when you aren't bullshitting somebody, and they're stoked on what you're talking about, and you can feel it. You can see the light, the dink. You can see the light go on in their eyes that they're they like what you're talking about be it a friend or a family member or whatever, but it's tough to take that into our day-to-day life because society and, and fears and like, we all have, am I good enough? Do I measure up? Am I, um, am I this or am I that, you know, do I matter all this kind of stuff? Like, and this is all we, this is all, this is, this is everybody's stuff. This is everybody's stuff. So, um, yeah. Um, you're not alone and and uh and the and the shoes and all that stuff is fun it's easy to talk about shoes bro how do you feel though how are you doing though how's that and if you're joining uh this is a pod i'm doing my podcast at the same time when my podcast goes a little bit deeper you want to know who i am you can listen to my podcast the ryan sullivan show on spotify talk a little bit more real um on the on the podcast but like i don't want to i don't want to come on tiktok and talk about shoes who gives a fuck I'm talking about, yo, I'm in a significant life transition, bro. I'm going to do me. Because I know I know everyone relates to what I'm saying. Because um, you know those opportunities have come in your life when when you're like, ah, like someone didn't, you were, you almost let them know how you felt about something. And then the ship sails. And you're like, shit, they might not, they might not ever know. You know? Um, but we we are extremely hard on ourselves that's for sure uh we do have to we do have to take it easy with ourselves uh, from time to time and just like calm down and like remember that the world doesn't revolve around us and hey you can help somebody out and stop thinking about yourself so much that's honestly like such a good cure for anything when you're feeling when you're feeling overwhelmed when you're feeling bummed out when you're feeling back against the wall or like you're not sure what you're gonna do or how you're going to get out of this one or uh you know what the next step is to take help somebody else out call up call up somebody who's struggling call your mom you know 
um, hold the door for somebody on the street. It's it's quite simple um, because the less here's here's a, like a fundamental truth. The less I'll speak for myself, the less I think about myself, the happier I am. Take that. The less I think about myself, the happier I am, bro. Um, so, but as a human being, I I have to put my, I have to often put the cart before the horse because I inherently just want to think about me and my wants and my needs and what I'm getting and what's next for me and me and me. Do you ever notice how when you do something dope for somebody else, you suddenly feel kind of invigorated and like it meant something to not just you and and how empowering that is? It's pretty cool. And it doesn't, dude, you don't have to break out a Bible. I'm talking about bringing a laugh to somebody's day. You know, that's that's my, like, that's what I like to bring to the table is a chuckle, dude. I went to a funeral recently. This is, this is, this was a, a heavy one too. Um, not an immediate family member, but my first cousin, uh, her name was uh, Amélie, and she died of Lyme disease, which is hyper rare well not like she didn't die of Lyme she she jumped off a balcony but because of suffering with misdiagnosed Lyme disease for almost three years and Quebec healthcare refused to do what they needed to do to diagnose it properly and they spent a lot of time and money going to Johns Hopkins in Washington and they couldn't figure it out and this is all costing crazy you go to the states if you're sick you're dude getting sick in this we we have it Dude, it's scary getting sick in the United States, bro. You're not, it's not okay. You're not, it's not, you get sick in Canada, you break something, you're going to be fine. You know that. In fact, you can even send it knowing that, you know, like ah, if I break it, you know, if he dies, he dies. Yo, in the States, man, if you F yourself up, like it's expensive. But anyway, I went to this funeral for this beautiful 21-year-old, like this cousin of mine, and tragic, absolutely tragic. There's like 400 people at this funeral. And I'm, I, I stick around to, you know, shake the family's hand. And her, the deceased's mom, is a fan of mine. I don't really know her. And she... She likes all my shit, though. She'll throw likes and comments on Facebook and IG on everything. And uh, I don't want to go to funeral. Who does? But this is one of those things as like as people we have, you know, it's you sometimes you got to show up. And I didn't want to show up to this, but I did. And uh, I come to the, you know, the condolences like section, the row. Um and get to up to the family and she sees me there and she hadn't known that I was there because there's so many people and she just her eyes lit up she's like I'm so glad you came I was like I'm so sorry for your loss and keep it moving and then after um because I wanted to talk to them more and so after all of the condolences are done uh I like go up to her she's she's there with her girlfriends and I go up to her I'm, I'm like hi you know Hey, um, and we start chatting again. She was like, I remember babysitting you when you were, uh, when you were a baby, baby. Like I held you in my arms, Ryan, like, dude, I'm six, one, two She's like, when someone says that to you, it, it, 
it's bizarre. What do you, what? It's like, I held you in my arms when I was a teenager. And I said, you want to try again? And I like motioned to like jump up into her arms and like the whole girl gang, like mom gang. <laughs> and so, so that felt good. You know what I'm saying? And like in a horrifically dark situation, you know, it's a funeral of a 21 year old. Um, I was able to, to bring a bit of light. And so, Hey, you know, we, I can't, I'm not a numbers guy. I'm terrible with spreadsheets. Um, I'm not super organized either, but, uh, if I can bring a laugh to a grieving mother, I have something to offer, man. And, and so, so do you, uh, whoever is listening to this. So podcast, I keep to 30 minutes and we're approaching that mark. Um, so anyways, my channels, uh, Ryan Sullivan show podcast is on Spotify, um, Socials are at Sullivan Ryan on TikTok and IG. And uh, take care of yourself. Have a sick ass weekend. And I will see you for episode 60. Um, I don't know when. There's no schedule to this shit. But, anyways, Ryan Sullivan Show podcast uh, signing off. Bless up. Be well. <laughs>